Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's Daria. My name's Dan, and I failed my first learner permit test because my older friends told me that it was so easy I wouldn't need to study, so I didn't. My name is Jimmy, and I sang the theme song to a video game called Sonic Heroes with my buddy Kyle for an elementary school talent show. My name is Jeff, and in the mid-1980s, my dad owned one of, if not the, first cell phone stores in Connecticut. Unfortunately for my visionary father, the business was a decade or two ahead of its time and quickly went out of business. Thanks, Reaganomics. <laughs> Didn't we already do that one? <laughs> We've talked about it before. Oh, have we? Yeah. yeah. It was, I don't think it was a random fact. I don't know. But Dan, like, okay, I remember that, but yeah. the driver's test is so easy. That like I don't not when you don't know anything about driving. Well, did you take <laughs> lessons at all? Like no. There's there's regular preparation. You have to go to like a class or like no, something. You don't. My father taught me somewhat. Well, blame four star for it. He's a three star <laughs> No, he taught me how to drive fine, but you know, there's a lot of weird questions that you wouldn't think about on day to day driving. There like, was there was definitely a trick question in there. Even like everybody I asked is like, no, that's a trick question. I got wrong, but I still pass. Like you have to do so poorly to fail those. Oh things. man, I failed my permit test. Yeah, people do. Yeah, that's I crazy. called a friend of ours, Dan, because he had taken it like a week prior, and he was like. It's the easiest thing in the world. You don't need to know anything. And Jeff was like, you don't need to know anything. It's so easy. I got there and I didn't know anything and I failed. <laughs> so we were right. You don't need to know anything. No, you do need to know something because I didn't and I failed. Oh, man. Jeff, do we have any reviews or ratings, emails, tweets? Yes, we do. We have a review on Apple Podcasts from Aaron Brain. Y'all talked me into this podcast. This show is awesome and made my former job at Walmart and current job way better. Three exclamation points. Wow. Thanks for the show, guys. How Please many stars? Five. Five stars. Five, five entire stars. Nice. Out of five. I got to say, he said that he started listening to it while working at Walmart. And I do have to say, you're not allowed to listen to podcasts at Walmart because I got in trouble for that. So uh -oh. that's probably uh -oh. why he has a new job. <laughs> Did Maybe a, he works like a night shift and they're allowed to. It's possible, but I just thought that was funny. Make sure you send us a review, an email, a tweet, and we'll read it right here on this show. Yeah, we will. You don't have to say anything after that. I know, but I wanted to. You can cut it out. I don't care. I'm leaving that all in. Every episode, we pick a topic to talk one of our friends and the audience into, but we also talk ourselves into things throughout the week. You know, we're just trying to be the best us, and sometimes it's little things. Sometimes it's big things. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun, little cute things. Yeah. And this week, I am talking myself into exploring my town. Ooh. Because I live in- Not a town. Well, I live in a city. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a historic city, uh, New Haven, Connecticut, which features a college called Yale that some people heard of. Mm -hmm. It's a few years old. It's been around for a little bit. But like, I, I like, I like going to restaurants, going to like little events they have. But after a few years, you hit the same beats. You go to the same places. But there's so much in my city that's free that I've never experience before like i've driven by things that i didn't even know existed yeah um so the first thing that i went to was a library but it's yale's benneke rare book and manuscript library oh, that's Ooh. cool and you can do like research there and it's like uh what's that uh tom hanks movie you know like the Da Vinci Code. Okay. You know when he goes to the Vatican and he's like looking at the book? Yeah, it's exactly like that. And it's like you got to like wear gloves and all this shit. Like yeah. it's there. You, you They have that there because they have they have a copy on display of the Gutenberg Bible. 
which yeah. is from the 1400s and there's only like 20 something that exists still mm-hmm. in their entirety in the world it's famous for being printed on like one of the first printing presses so you Europe. went there to research your weird al episode no i just <laughs> i did yeah there's <laughs> a lot of stuff there but um i went there because they had an original copy of the declaration of independence on display mm. so they had um a printed copy when the declaration of independence was initially signed, signed on july 4th it was there were 13 or so copies printed to be sent out to the states to the officially okay dan you know what you're better than me. <laughs> 13 original the 13 colonies. colonies to officially declare the independence so these were printed on paper in on july 4th 1776 and then later the copy that we know that's handwritten and signed like a month later that was actually created so these copies are older these older prints oh really and they have one of the few surviving copies they had it on display they had some of um oh they had um personal copies of some of frederick frederick douglas's books on oh, display yeah. as well so they do a bunch of displays like that and like it's in my town i've driven by this building <laughs> so many times supposedly it could like lat survive 2000 years there's it goes like 50 feet underground and it's like this crazy building Mm. and it's just like people probably travel from all over the world to do research there yeah they probably do and like it's tucked (laughs) behind uh like this venue that we used to go see punk shows at and Mm. like i don't even know about it and it's been there for a while and there's a lot of cool stuff in my town it's a very historic town and i I agree with you i'm wearing a t-shirt right now from a restaurant and it says new haven right on it and like my wife and i walked there like that's how close it is we just walked there yeah and it was cool that is cool. Jimmy. What am I talking myself into? Yeah. So this week I am talking myself into and my wallet into buying more Blu-rays. Oh, now, wow. This is something uh, Dan did 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. I It just kind of hit me when um, it was Prime Day and I was like, ooh, that looks pretty cool. Ooh, that looks pretty cool. So I'm going to go through a list of all the things <laughs> that I had recently gotten. Nice. And um, it's kind of a lot, and I'm kind of embarrassed. But, you know, let's take this journey together. Blu-rays are cheap, man. Let's hear it. So I'm also getting some 4K stuff because I do have a 4K TV and Blu-ray player. It's not a great TV, but I was like, might yeah. as well upgrade. I recently started getting 4Ks, and I'm like, Ooh. Uh... Yeah. So first one that I got, Forrest Gump on 4K. You know, 25th anniversary. Or is it 20? Yeah, 25th fifth anniversary edition wow might as well get that i really like forrest gump me and dan saw that he cried it was adorable (laughs) um i cried in theater with you and like two other people yeah it was it was cute and then i got because i recently realized hey shows on netflix aren't gonna last forever as we found out with the office Mm -hmm. i didn't get the office but i got my favorite television series that was on while watching um, he man no Breaking Bad. Oh. I got the complete series on Blu-ray, and uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm sure I'm sure it's as good it's as- It's your favorite, and you've never watched it? I've watched it. It was my favorite series ever. I haven't watched the Blu-ray. Part. Oh, gotcha. Um, next one um, was a series that I have not seen a full episode of, but I do know that's good, and I know an episode of Talk Me Into is going to be about it. It is The Sopranos. Oh, um, spoiler alert. So um, it was like 40 bucks in the complete series on Blu-ray. How can I not do it's it? good. It's like six seasons? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, something like that. It's a good choice. Next one that I got is something. It's kind of funny because I've seen a lot of these movies, but I don't own any of them because Daniel used to live below me at the time at our house, and I would come downstairs and watch them with him. It was the DC animated movie collection. Oh, yeah. Um, I had like the first 15 before I stopped caring. Yeah. So that's pretty much what this collection is. It's like the first 10 years worth of them. And I have all of them. I was going to ask you, it doesn't have the recent ones. Like I I was interested in seeing, I think Jeff saw Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is a 4K Blu-ray that I bought. (laughs) The most recent one. I haven't seen that one yet. Um, Okay. But uh, yeah, I think it's the first 10 years. It says 10th anniversary, so cool that's a cool um, set there's a lot it's really of cool nice. stuff in those first yeah. 10 years yep does it include all the mini stuff too yes oh, it does that's cool yeah 
what's the packaging like on that um it's really cool actually it's it's long it's uh it's probably like this long audio listeners you can't hear this but it's, it's probably like this about long, a foot long. yeah about a hands. foot long about and a foot apart. you open it up like a book and then you He's pull out the oh that's like how i have the uh planet of the apes blu-ray yes it's collection. similar to that or like the star wars one Mm. um pantomime over next two i got well the next He's one still going i'm still going i like this just list it all <laughs> welcome oh, to talk me into's listicle episode prime day was bad for me so the next one was the jurassic park 25th anniversary edition i have that um the box set it yeah. has the first four movies i haven't had them they're on 4k though mm. um so i got that 4k happy about that and the next and last one and hopefully last blu-ray set that i'm getting for a while is Batman the Animated Series. That's oh, smart. That's good. That's yeah. a good choice. On Blu-ray? So, on Blu-ray, yes. Cool. I should borrow that and start getting my niece into that. She'd like it. It's a fun animated series. Yeah, it is really good. Well, that sounds like you're uh, going to be a busy boy, Jimmy. Yes, it is. I have a lot of stuff. And funny enough, um, I'm probably going to get into this in the future, talking myself into, but I've been kind of packing things away and stuff, but we'll oh. get into that. Oh, Dan, what are you talking yourself into this week, buddy? I've been t- talking myself into a musical act. I don't know okay. if you guys would dig it too much, but it is a duo called the Claypool Lennon Delirium. Weird enough, I've been doing the same thing. So probably because we listen to the same podcast. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Can I guess? Because I think I might know. What? Is it Les Claypool's and John Lennon's children? No. Okay. You're half right. It's Les Claypool oh. and John Lennon's son, Sean Ono Lennon. Oh, okay. I don't know what they're about, but okay. So you know who Les Claypool is? Yeah, he did the South Park theme song. Uh, yeah, well, he's the lead vocalist and bassist from uh, Primus. Oh, he was in a band? Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. So he's a very influential bass player. He's crazy. He's a wizard, as Mark Marin would call him. Yeah. And Sean Ono Lennon, who is the son of John Lennon and Yoko Ono and has a solo career of his own and he played with his mother and he's in a in a very influential indie rock band called the ghost of a saber-toothed tiger mm-hmm. um so yeah i i had heard this name bouncing around i've seen it floating around a couple places they played new haven and now i'm regretting that i didn't talk myself into this a couple months mm-hmm. ago because they played right in new haven connecticut but they're a very interesting group uh they formed in 2015 um the following year they released their debut lp monolith of phobos which is a very strange title uh then they had a covers ep and they just came out with their second full length called south of reality Mm -hmm. um they're a very like trippy sort of psychedelic band they remind me of some frank zappa stuff um uh, I'm trying to think who else they kind of are reminiscent of. Some of the early like 60s psychedelic bands or well mid 60s psychedelic bands. You can definitely hear some like um, I Am The Walrus Beatles stuff mm. in them. I could see that, yeah. They sort of remind me of that like psychedelic Beatles era but with some crazy bass playing. Mm. Um, their first LP is a little bit too progressive rock for me. Some stuff gets a little boring but Overall, I'm enjoying it. Um, as Jimmy alluded to, uh, Sean Ono Lennon was a guest on Mark Maron's WTF podcast, and I was like, "Oh, this seems kind of interesting. He seems yeah. like a cool guy." So I checked it out, and it's uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I listened to it um, like right after I listened to that, and I liked it a lot. So yeah, I'll have to give it some more listens and check out some of the other stuff. Yeah, I want to get a little deeper myself, but I'm glad you like it. But none of that interested me. No, <laughs> no, like everything that you described them is not something I would listen to. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing I'm not talking you into it. Yeah, it is. It's a great thing. Maybe maybe Might we could be do a mini future, episode. Though. Okay, fellas. Always, <laughs> always it. with it. This if episode you feel so inclined. Yeah, you can listen to us talk about Daria. I'm compa- I'm combating if you feel so inclined. Jimmy wants T-shirts that say if you "Feel so inclined." <laughs> I want T-shirts that say "Okay, fellas." Uh, this week, I am talking you into an animated sitcom that was on MTV from March third, nineteen ninety seven, to January twenty first, two thousand two. It is Daria. Yes. Um. Daria was a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. She was a minor character that went to high school with Beavis and Butthead, so she was created by Mike Judge. Mm -hmm. But basically, as Beavis and Butthead was winding down, um, MTV pitched the idea of doing a spinoff, and one of the ones that was suggested was by 
Um, some people who worked on Beavis and Butthead, uh, Glenn Eichler and Susie Lewis Lynn, and they proposed the idea of running a Daria series. So Mike Judge is listed, I believe he's listed as a producer. He sold the rights to MTV to make Daria, so he wasn't involved. Right. Much. I know that's what I was mm. getting to is he d- didn't have a hand in, hand on um, the actual production of the series. Right. Um, and for that reason, it has a very different tone and vibe of Beavis and Butthead. It's more, I would say, more realistic. Um, it doesn't have a lot of the absurdity that Beavis and Butthead did and right. some of the slapstick physical nature of Beavis and Butthead. Um, early in the first episode, as you will see when we watch it, uh, Daria's family moves out of, um, I forget what town Beavis and Butthead takes place in, but she moves. they move out of the town. So that's how they basically write all the existing Beavis and Butthead characters out. Mm. She goes to a new town. Um, Lawndale? Lawndale, yeah. So so Highland was the name of the town where Beavis and Butthead are oh, from. Oh, yes, Highland yeah. High. So she moves to another fictitious place, Lawndale, and um, that's why it introduces all new characters and new situations. Um, Daria has a sister named Quinn and her mom and dad, and it's a pretty standard family high school sitcom other yeah. than the fact that it's animated. Um, if you know her from Beavis and Butthead, she's uh, sort of like a dark, <laughs> dark and dry yeah very dry she can be a little bit depressive at points individual cynical would you say cynical yeah all all the above she's very gen x um she moves to lawndale and she becomes friends with jane lane who is very similar and who i had a crush on growing up even though she's a fictitious (laughs) cartoon character so yeah it's it's a very uh dry funny show it sort of reminds me of um Imagine the, uh, I forget her character's name, but the goth character from The Breakfast Club. Yeah. If she had a TV series mm. all all to herself. I could see that. Yeah, so um, Jeff, what's your exposure to Daria? Yeah, so I mean, same like you. I, I was a huge fan of Beavis and Butthead growing up. That might be another whole thing. I'm not going to get into that. But Beavis and Butthead itself was spun out of Liquid Television, which was a really weird animated TV show on MTV, which I loved at the time. Mm-hmm. Other shows that came from that were Aeon Flux, The Head. Um, a lot of animators got to start there. The, yeah. Uh, well, The Max was a comic book that became a cartoon. But um, So then I loved Beavis and Butthead. I was familiar with the character of Daria. So obviously, around that time, MTV was really... Uh, more socially important, I would say, um, especially towards people my age back then. Mm. And it was very popular for non-music stuff. Um, but Beavis and Butthead was music, but Daria isn't really musical at all. No. So during that transition, like I was kind of growing up and it really hit me. It, Daria is a couple years older than me. This was from 97 to 2002. So like I went to high school 99 to 2003. So it's like that same era. So it really, at the time, was like speaking to me, and the humor was really on my level back then. I haven't watched it since probably 2001 or 2002, but back then, loved it. Um, So I'm really looking forward to revisiting it, and I hope that I'm still talked into it. Yeah, ironically- Right now, I'm on Dan's side. Ironically, what what Jimmy referenced in his talk, me talking himself into- I bought a few years back on Amazon Prime Day, Mm -hmm. Daria, the complete series, including- um the tv movies so they ended the series with, with two tv movies yeah is it fall yet is it fall yet and is it college yet um that served as the series finale so uh i did a rewatch like i said maybe like four years ago four or five years ago when i bought that and and it held up i enjoyed it um jimmy what's your exposure um i weirdly i never watched the show um i'm a pretty big fan of beavis and butthead um, I remember watching it like with you long, long time ago, Beavis and Butthead it is. Yep. Probably at like um even before like the two of us were watching on DVD. I remember watching it like on an MTV when we were like at our grandparents' house on like Saturday nights. Yeah. Um but yeah, then we watched Beavis and Butthead when you got that huge collection that had all the unreleased stuff yeah i think it was the king shit collection or something like that it's like a bootleg i got off ebay yeah so we were watching it from then and you gave me all of your um dvds that you had already so i watched that and the um the beavis and butthead do america movie um 
But yeah, I'm a really big Beavis and Butthead fan, but for some reason I never got into Daria. So um never watched an episode. I like Daria on the show. Um but- This was also at like the tail end of like MTV's uh animation. Yep. Mm. So like it was around the same time, like they were doing some crazy stuff. They had a season of a computer animated Spider Man series in two thousand. Oh yeah. I have Patrick that I have that D V D set. Yeah, I think that's underrated. Also that's um, really good. Three South, which never got popular, but I still think is one of the funniest cartoons they've done in Clone High, which mm. recently has kind of been in the Zeitgeist because the creators did Spider Man into the multiple Spider Verse. Yeah. Um which is an Oscar award winning film. Mm-hmm. And since then, I mean, I think MTV's had some cartoons, but never like Daria was like at the at the height right before they mm. kind of just like stopped, stopped. doing it. Started and, doing and they more shifted reality. towards reality TV. Yeah. yeah, and we should say that that Daria has been a little bit in the zeitgeist, as Jeff says, because um June thirteenth of this year, two thousand nineteen, MTV announced that a new Daria spinoff series, Jody, was going to be coming out. Um there's no date on it or estimate, but um, it's basically Tracy Ellis Ross, who's a pretty well-known actress, actress and television host. She's going to be starring as Jody, who is a character from Daria, who is voiced by another actress. But um, it's the first in a series of spinoffs that MTV is going to do to try to bring Daria back. So there mm. could be future Daria episodes or made-for-TV movies. Hopefully it's or- successful, because when they brought Beavis and Butthead back, I thought it was very well done, but it was not well-received. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that bring back, too. It was so good. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm asking you guys to check out the first six episodes of the first season of Daria. Um, I think... You know, like I said in the end of last week's episode, it's a pretty quick watch. I was initially thinking of giving you guys the whole season, but six episodes is right about the midway point. There's 13 total. So the episode titles are Esteemsters. That was the pilot and serves as the first episode. The Invitation, College Board, Cafe Disaffecto, Mailed, I'm sorry, Mauled, and This Year's Model. So yeah. Check those out. They're available streaming on Hulu. I think you guys will like them. Take note of the, you know, sarcastic um, and deadpan comedy. And when we come back, we will be spoiling the first six episodes of Daria. As a blizzard descends upon a remote distribution center, a mysterious package is delivered. The three-man night crew will be witness to unspeakable horrors born from within the Tomb of the White Horse. Currently live on Kickstarter, Tomb of the White Horse is a 36-page horror comic designed to be a standalone story as well as the first of a four-part series. Isolation, terror, and good old-fashioned gore will be delivered in time for Halloween. Physical copies start at 10 bucks, and that includes free shipping to the U.S. and U.K. Go to Kickstarter and search for Tomb of the White Horse, or go to tombcomic.com. That's T-O-M-B comic.com. Okay, fellas. Apparently, I misspoke, and uh, it's not really just me talking Jimmy into Daria. It's Jeff and I. Correct. So I'm not giving an answer today because okay. my answer is already yes. You like Daria. I like Daria. Yeah. Okay. It just me. It Jimmy. It me. So we are going to be spoiling the first six episodes of the first season of Daria, the MTV sitcom from the late 90s, early 2000s. Correct. Very spoiler heavy. Yeah. Turn of the century, adult animation. So, Jimmy, what did you think of the first episode, Esteemsters? So, Esteemsters is the first episode. That's when uh, Daria and her family, uh, her sister Quinn, who's the popular cute girl, uh, move to a new town, Lawndale, and um, uh, they have to take a psychological test for some reason. (laughs) And um, turns out that Daria has low self-esteem, apparently. Yeah. And uh, that's so she had to take a class and spoke to um or met her her then now uh best friend jane lane yeah her then now aka future (laughs) yeah future (laughs) 
<laughs> future best friend Jane Lane. Yeah. And um yeah, I, I um my first impressions were um the art style. Um it looks I mean obviously it looks like the same character from Beavis and Butthead, but it's more refined. Um I'm not sure how I feel about the art style. I think it looks a little too refined compared to like Beavis and Butthead. I know this isn't a Mike Judge cartoon, but correct. Um, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. A little off-putting to me. Even when it came out, I think I felt the same way. Yeah, because a lot of the lines were really thick, and you're not yeah, used yeah, to seeing yeah. that in animation mm-hmm. at yeah. that time. Um, Reminds me of almost like a newspaper strip comic. Yes, I would got, agree with that. I like the simplification, though. It sort of reminds me of some of the comic books we've read for this podcast, mm-hmm. like the Cliff Chang type stuff. Big bold outlines, solid blocks of color. Yeah. I like that everyone is sort of just distilled down to their key attributes. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Um, as for the writing, um, there were very few things in this episode that made me laugh. Mm. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's I don't I don't know if it's not my humor or whatever. I don't know if I just didn't get it. Um, I just didn't think it was very funny. See, um, I'm going to disagree with you because that scene with the ink blots. Like that's just straight up sarcasm. Like mm-hmm. that that sets the tone for who Daria is as a character yeah. for the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah. there were some pretty interesting. Uh, there are definitely a few times where I did laugh, but overall, I don't well, know. I will agree with you on one thing, Jim, and that's that I think that maybe with the first part of this episode, we didn't set your expectations appropriately. Mm. I think that I was viewing the series sort of through rose tinted glasses because it's been a long time since I rewatched it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's not a laugh out loud type of thing. It's it's not going to have moments like Beavis and Butthead that are just super slapsticky and over the top and you just yeah. sit there and crack up. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more of a dark, like contained, sarcastic sense of humor. Mm-hmm. It's not really subtle, but it's it's quieter. Right. Like I'm not sitting there laughing out loud. I'm not lolling, as some would say. Yeah. Like I think a lot of the jokes are just in her really like verbose vocabulary. Yeah. And just all, I don't know. It's really dense. A lot of the humor is kind of like not hidden, but right. it's not right up front. So mm-hmm. if you're not really paying attention or whatever, you might not really laugh. Yeah, there's like little exchanges between minor like background characters that are really funny. I like yeah. I like the interplay uh, between her parents. And uh, I don't know. The only way I could describe it, what I wrote down when I was watching it, is that um, it brought out the Daria sense of humor in me, like the type of sense of humor that she has. I found myself just sitting there sort of like grinning and smirking at moments. Yeah, there are definitely some moments where I was like, oh, that was really funny. Um, just the the fact that he, she keeps on messing with her parents and stuff. It was like, oh, I would feel much better if we went to that pizza place that we used to go to when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're singing to her and the, uh, the, the whole family and stuff. I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, when the, when her and Jane Lane were giving her spe- their speeches and Jane Lane was jokingly like breaking apart and running away. Hmm. And then uh, the teacher goes, Daria, wait, because they didn't know that her name. Yeah, was. that was a running gag, which was pretty humorous. Yeah, I thought that was Dara. pretty good. And yes. I think you see that through the first couple episodes that comes back into play. Um, the seating chart in the class. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, I mean, I don't know how long it goes on for, but for the first six episodes, that's like his joke. Well, it's also realistic, too, because she may be the star of this show, but she's certainly not the star of her world. Right. Yeah. She's very forgettable. Mm-hmm. This also first episode introduced what I wish was a spinoff series. Yes. Six at World. Correct. Which is just this weird, I don't know. It's like, um, how would you describe it, Jeff? It's sort of like. I, I would say it was almost like a precursor of just like niche YouTube channels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a weird combination of those like tabloids you see at the grocery store checkout counter with like documentaries. Yeah. Almost like a remember that really bad show Ripley's Believe It or Not that came to TV hosted by Dean Kane. <laughs> How could I ever forget? It's sort of like that, but without a wholesome tinge to it. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I thought the episode was OK. Um, I thought it was a good introduction to Daria and her family. And yeah, they had uh, a lot of table setting to do. Yeah. Right. And uh, Jane Lane and everybody and you had to meet a whole new cast of characters really the only thing they carried over from beavis and butthead was daria. daria yeah yep so yeah overall i thought the episode was okay then we get to the invitation and we meet Brittany, who's a cheerleader and um the first line in the entire show made me laugh 
probably the hardest the entire show mm-hmm. was perspective is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought that was really good. And those are the kind of jokes that you could just take it at surface value like, oh, I get it. She's dumb. Yeah. But then you could take it a little deeper and realize that she has no perspective on her life. Therefore, yeah. she views that as a difficult concept. And um, and then she's she's also saying like, oh, I wish I knew how to like help you. Or Brittany said, I wish I knew how to help you to Daria. And uh, Daria says, uh, you can teach me how to twirl my hair around uh, my finger and look vacant. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that was just a pure Daria line. I yeah. thought that was really good. Um, and then, um, so the main concept of the episode is uh, Brittany is going to throw a party. And we also meet her boyfriend, Kevin, too, I believe. He was one name. of my favorite characters. Yeah, Kevin, he, he's Kevin's really awesome. good. Um, I, what I, not to, in a, on yeah. A, <laughs> we can get there. Yeah, not to cut you off, but what I like about uh, Kevin and Brittany is so many times in these types of shows or movies, they would be vilified. They'd be like the evil, popular mm. kids who are mean and stuff like that. Really, like, they're they're pretty good natured. I mean, sometimes they have a lower moral morality yeah. than Daria and Jane, but overall, they're not out to hurt Daria or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They're like living in their own weird little bubble, and Daria just I mean, sees it from the outside. I would say that's more realistic than anything else, right? Yeah, because like even when you're in high school, if you're picked on by the jock or whatever, that's still a kid who has his own problems, and he doesn't think that he's not usually out to get you, right? Some some people have personal issues, but yeah, yeah. they're not living their lives to try to make your life worse. So I, I like that, that, you know, she's sort of not really in their orbit, but ser- sometimes she comes into contact with them and has these weird interactions. And that's sort of what this episode is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because uh, Brittany only invites Daria to the party because she's not pretty and the other pretty girls don't want competition. Yes. So she's she's the ugly girl that gets invited to the party. There's some funny moments in this, just in the different lifestyles, how Brittany lives in the gated community. Yeah. I love that interaction with the security guard. Where they're trying to like sneak Jane into the party, and then eventually she's like, "Um, I'm here to draw portraits." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was weird. Uh, I guess this is probably my first problem with the series is that I, I mean, it is a sitcom, it is a situational comedy, but it it just it's kind of funny that these two characters who wouldn't want to be in these types of situations keep coming into these types of situations. Oh, you mean like Daria and Jane going to the party? Yeah, like going to the party. Yeah, um, but Daria only wants to go to annoy Quinn. Also, I would yeah, sort of say true. that if you were to continue watching Daria, you would find that deep down, Daria is a lot more of an average person than she wants to be seen as. That's true. I think she has some goals deep down of wanting, I don't want to say popularity, but acceptance. Mm-hmm. And even in this episode, you see that her initial instincts are to, like, try to humiliate Quinn. Yeah. But eventually it comes around to not being as dark and, you know, aggressive as initially planned. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I I don't know. I thought the episode was overall okay also. Um, it wasn't... I wasn't in love with it. Yeah. Well, should we move on to episode three, which is one of my favorites? Okay. College yeah. board. Yeah. So this is the one, for, there's that first like little sequence in the beginning where uh, Daria and her family are going to visit some family friends who have a young child. Yeah. And it's basically the parents have like laid out that they're uh, preparing their like three-year-old little kid already getting her ready for college in the long run. Like you have to think about the correct nursery school, the correct uh, kindergarten, like get them on board and they have like these college prep pamphlets that are written for toddlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. That hit a little uh, close to home. I've seen people who are like thinking about that and already worried about those things for little, little kids. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, so uh, I don't remember they're they're in a class and they have to go visit, co- visit a college. Like that's one of the assignments. Well, Daria and Quinn's parents insist that they take like, aptitude oh a, a yeah, college like prep a class. college prep class that's yeah. right yeah so part of that is that they should go visit colleges yeah so um so they go our uh daria and quinn go and visit the college with their parents it's and... middleton college that's where their parents went to school yes and that's where they met yes so um 
this episode kind of reminded me of I don't know it's just because it's a college setting but it sort of reminded me of uh what's the name of that Judd Apatow show um the undeclared the undeclared yeah oh really yeah I thought it reminded me of PCU I haven't seen that oh um, uh, yeah I would say more PCU than undeclared yeah. Yeah, but um, overall, I've, I thought this was probably the most relatable episode because, yeah. I don't know, I've been through all that. I've I've been to college. I've been on all the tours and stuff like that, and it, it, it definitely felt very genuine. Yeah, me too. And... I dropped out of community college. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought there was some really fun stuff where they split into their each individual storyline once they got to the campus. Mm-hmm. And, like, not to get too in-depth here, this is just a little 20-minute cartoon episode, but... um. I thought there was some really funny like intergenerational stuff like with the parents realizing they no longer fit in and they're no longer hip or cool. Yes. Like yeah. Jake, the dad trying to blend in with the new college students and he's just like so far out of his element. Yeah. And then the mom thinking that she's still like the sex symbol and the only reason that the guy wants <laughs> a college student comes up to her and wants her panties and he says it's because they're they're, they're big uh, enough. Yeah, their fraternity has moved off campus, and her underwear are big enough to be seen from their house, which yeah. I thought was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. That's pretty I like, good. I like this episode because it starts to show more about the dad. Yeah. And he mm. is one of the wildest characters in the overall mm-hmm. series, mm. if you continue watching it, Jim. Okay. And I love the interplay, too, that you start to see parallels between Daria and Quinn and their mom and dad. So the dad is the Quinn character. He's like this frivolous, over-the-top airhead. Mm. And the mom is more down-to-earth, centered. You could picture Daria turning into her mom at some point. I could see that. Um, And then Quinn becoming the keg queen is awesome. That's so fitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Daria starting her own business, uh, (laughs) writing term papers and and fixing term papers for college students. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, I I do love one line where they're back in school and they're um, they're talking with that teacher for the college prep course. And one of the characters goes, it might have been might even be Kevin. So are we going to need to know this like as personal? Yeah. uh, As personal advice or something is like or is this like personal advice or something? Are we going to need to know this for the test or is this just your personal advice? Yeah, which is such a high school thing to say. I've heard that so many times. Dumb jock thing. He can't even separate when the teacher's just talking. Yeah. Um, this episode is definitely the most relatable out of all of them, but to me, it didn't seem super stand out from any other like college episodes of TV shows I've seen. Oh, I could see that. Um, it felt a little generic. I liked it as a third episode of a new series because you did start to get into each character's personality traits a little bit more. It did bring up, I would love to see a series where, with Daria in college. I thought that would be like a really good. Um, oh, oh, okay. Maybe not a whole series, but maybe a hour long made for TV special. Oh yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> um, because I think that um that environment would be a fun place to play around in. Right. It's something that you kind of alluded to earlier, which is that obviously, like the core to this series is putting Daria in weird, uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. like with popular kids and just like high school environment so what would happen if she was in college which theoretically should be like heaven for her yeah she should be you know able to devote herself to what studying what she wanted away from like the pressures of uh her peers and her parents and things like that so you wonder like if it would be as good as like in this episode we see a flash of what she imagines her future to be like yes and it's basically like someone coming to her and saying oh we want you to teach like, she just skips over college and stuff, so she thinks she's already beyond all that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought this episode was fun, though. I like it. It's one of the ones I remembered fondly, like, when I was planning out it's, the rewatch. It's probably my favorite episode that we've watched. Yeah. Um, then we get to Cafe Disaffecto, um, which their cyber cafe was yes. vandalized. An internet cafe. Yeah, yeah. we start to really date the series Sh- here. short-lived fad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was vandalized. Uh, I guess it was the, the school's uh, cyber cafe or something. Unclear. I, I wondered yeah. the same thing myself. Yeah. So it's called alt.lawndale.com. Yeah. And I looked into that, and that was a real website put out by MTV. <laughs> I was wondering cool. that myself. Out, and now it's like the, I think they call it like the biggest Daria fan site, but it hasn't been updated oh, that's in like funny. 15 years. That's pretty It's good. really funny if you check out the Wayback Machine online. Mm. Um. So they are 
raising money because Daria either has to do that for extracurricular activity or go back to band and play flute again, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, just another one of these episodes where Daria is in a strange and comfortable situation. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about it. I love that the teacher thinks he's going to turn it into some sort of like Mecca, like cool hip coffee house a mm. la like New York in the 1960s and stuff like that. And it's yeah, I don't remember Mr. O'Neill that much from like uh, just from watching it in the past. But he's really funny. Yeah. Like th- and th- this is one of the episodes where he's like juggling the seating charts because he can't remember their names. And then it yeah. becomes this ongoing. You're in episode four and you have an ongoing joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. The teacher that I remember most, just like in hindsight, is I don't even remember his name, yeah. but the really angry teacher, the Long Island accent guy, yeah, he talks with, like this. And his, yeah, he's in like the first episode. Out. Yeah, yeah he's his eye bulges. He's out. in two episodes of these six. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Mister O'Neill is funny, and um, yeah. So basically, Daria gets forced into the the fundraising thing, which there's that really funny section where her and Jane are selling chocolate bars to a super overweight woman who is like unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like sweating and stuff and she tries to buy the whole case I, that is that to me was like beavis and butthead humor yeah. just like the yeah. visual gross i'd agree with that yeah. it was really funny she looked like a beavis and butthead character too mm-hmm. like there was a minor character in beavis and butthead that i'm pretty sure was drawn the same way oh probably and i wouldn't uh, be surprised so yeah so daria and jane like get in trouble for refusing to sell her the candy bars but their argument is that they would have been charged with manslaughter if they led to her death <laughs> yeah um, yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not like super falling in love with it. Yeah. It's also hard to talk about a lot of these episodes because they're not really story driven. There's like yeah. a very thin plot. Yeah. Just to put these people in. And they're positions. short. When you watch them, they top in at like 21 minutes without commercials. Unless you watch it on Hulu when there's 300,000 commercials oh. per episode. Yeah. See, I have the DVD, so I, I just pretty much sailed right through them. I'm on the ad free game. All right, we're not all rich, Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, the thing is with these with this show is it's not going to be life-changing. It's not yeah. Breaking Bad. It's not Mad Men. You don't have to dive in and analyze every scene. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's just like something fun. Like, I enjoy even like in the background when I'm like folding laundry and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, you want us to talk about episode five? Mauled, where they go to the Mall of the Millennium? Yeah. I believe it was called. And... uh I didn't I didn't take too many notes on each episode. Like I said, a lot of the plots are very thin. But this episode, I thought the dad was great. Uh, I can't remember his name. Jake. Yes, Jake. Yeah. And it, he just it really highlighted his uh his zany antics. Yeah. What did he do? I don't remember. I that's what I wrote down right now. I'm blanking, to be <laughs> honest with you. I mean, like, I liked it when I watched it. Yeah. OK, I'll accept that. Um, I thought um. I thought Kevin and Brittany were really funny on on the uh, bus ride for yeah. uh, this episode. I thought that was really good. And when Daria... I'm not sure. What is happening? <laughs> what are you not sure of, Alexa? Tell me. Uh, and when when they get to the mall, Daria, uh, she sees Quinn in the fashion club skipping school. Yeah, yeah. I just think the whole idea of the fashion club is so funny, and Quinn's constantly like, it's a fashion club emergency. Oh, yeah. In this episode, he was asking her about uh, his tie, too. The the dad was asking her about his tie because yeah. she's in the fashion club. Yeah. She's the vice president of the fashion club. Yeah, she was named vice president. That's one thing we didn't touch on in the first episode is, like, they literally, like, get to school and, like, Quinn opens the door and, like, three guys, like, in, are like, will you go out with me? Yeah. And, like, she immediately becomes vice president of the fashion club and Daria makes, like, zero friends until the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah. I did like that scene in the first episode, mm-hmm. sitting in the car. Yeah. When just like you said, and Daria is just sitting in the car, yeah, sad and alone, and she just like walks through people while yeah. her sister has all these new friends. Super relatable. <laughs> I, I totally feel that. That hit a little close to home for you there, Jim. A little bit. Hey, you want a male fashion show? Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. Um, so then we get to the last episode, which was uh, pretty zany. Yeah. Not really grounded in any kind of reality. Yeah. This year's model. Yeah, this felt to me like a Beef and the Butthead episode. Just like, just out there. Um, not necessarily the plot, but um, just in general. Basically, the plot is that Daria has to participate. Um, she's in like this fashion thing. Like, I don't know. You want to get into it a little bit more? Um, I don't remember anything. I remember it's her what... sitting on the sidelines a lot. I don't think she was really involved I with I think it. the highlight of this was Kevin. 
this was definitely a Kevin episode because yeah. the modeling agency comes to the school looking for models. Yeah. And they they pick him and he like has to take his shirt off <laughs> and they're like rubbing all of these high school students. Yeah, just. that was pretty funny. The principal walked in. And yeah. Was like, what is that? He's like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. One of the it's, few times. It's like, I think so far it's the most absurd thing we've seen in Daria. Yeah. It's one of the few times you see Kevin without his shoulder pads, too. Yeah, that's true. Well, he had his shoulder pads on. Oh, that's he right. He didn't have his shirt off. Yeah, they just took the jersey off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know. Didn't do anything for me. Uh oh. I, I literally wrote down. I'm seriously not sure why I'm being talked into this in 2019. No, but oh wow. I, I just had one more thing to say. Uh-huh. It's the um when the, that mercenary squad came up on the stage. I thought that was one of the funniest scenes so far. It was like a, a pre nine eleven JROTC. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which yeah. was very relatable to me in high school, and I thought it was very funny. Oh yeah. Well, Jim. So, so overall thoughts, everyone. Yeah. Overall thoughts. Uh, so here's my overall thoughts. Um, I do like the alternative nature of the show. Um, the transitions and to the commercial break. Like the music and the theme song, I thought really fit the show, and I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I just don't get the show or if it's just not funny anymore. Um, I like some of the characters. Jane Lane, I feel, is more relatable than Daria is. Well, that's Dan's girlfriend. At so sometimes, watch out. Yeah. yeah. Step off my lady. Um, the writing just didn't do it for me. Uh, I think this made me realize that I'm more of a Mike Judge fan than I am a Beavis and Butthead or King of the Hill fan. Mm. Hmm. Well, King of the Hill is Mike Judge, too. Yeah, but I'm saying that I like him. Right, not the show. Not the show. Mm. So, yeah, those well, are my overall thoughts. In defense, one last plea to maybe get you to say yes, is that you said you don't really like the writing, but I think this is a character-driven show. Mm. You can't focus on the plots. Yeah. And... The humor is subtle. It's not like Beavis and Butthead. We talked about that. You mm-hmm. just mentioned it. It's not in your face potty humor. Yeah. And all the characters are cliches, which, you know, might be whatever, but I think that it's their cliches done well. For this show, I agree. I think it's it's fine for this show. Well, good thing we're trying to talk you into this show. Yeah. And there's some there's some big things coming up. We haven't even really gotten to one of the through plots yet, which is Daria's long-term crush on Jane's brother, Trent. So that becomes like a big plot point through like several seasons. Mm. Um, And he's real. He's a real funny character. We see him a little bit. He drives Jane and Daria to the party in uh, episode two. But he's funny. He's in really bad band. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, Jim. Sounds like like we don't have a lot of hope here. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Jeff. Why don't you pose the question? Jimmy, did Dan and I talk you into MTV's Daria? Womp womp, no. Aww. Uh, You had to do the womp womp. You had to add salt to our festering wounds. Because it's usually not just one person. It's usually just me. So we weren't doing the whole counting thing. I had to do something a little special. Okay. (laughs) Um, You really flared it up. Yeah. uh, I get the humor of the show. It's just not for me. Um, uh, I do... I do appreciate the work and um, that goes into the show. Um, I think it's definitely very different, especially for shows of that era. Um, I don't know. To, to me, it feels really dated. Um, uh, I I was just going to say that I think you would like it if people were on their Bluetooth headsets watching YouTube's on the <laughs> in their cars while driving. I, I don't. Uh, I don't Teslas. think so. Um, I think just the, the the not the situations, but just the humor in general. I, mm. I feel like doesn't okay hold up anymore. I, I will say in your defense that upon rewatch, it was a lot more Gen Xy Janine Garofalo reality bites than I remembered it being, mm-hmm. which is a little dated at this point. I mean, for Jeff and I, there's a little nostalgia in that because we remember that culture. Yeah, you were like, and one. it was like when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, I totally get why you guys like it. Uh, this definitely feels like if I was 10 years older, I would probably love this. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, I'm not going to say I'm never going to watch another episode. Um, you won't. At, at this point, it's a no. Um, I'll let you guys know if I maybe ever pick it up again. But Who has time for that, Well, Jimmy? we can't yeah. win them all. No. I'm can't. sorry, guys. So let's turn the tables a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Dan and I try to talk you, Jimmy, yes. into something that we liked. Yeah. How about next week you try to talk us into something? Okay. I think I have just the thing. 
I think I have this little book. It's called The Perks of Being a Wallflower by oh. Stephen Trabosky. Um, he wrote this book in the uh, mid-90s, I believe. And it is a uh, coming-of-age story. You guys know that I like wow. those. It's kind of like Daria, like but better. Um, wow. <laughs> a lot um, of hate in your heart. Bold. Um, so this book um, is a very personal story, I would say. Uh, so personal that it's literally a, a character who's writing uh, letters to an unknown person. And I think it's a, it's a very interesting take as to uh, a novel like this. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have you guys read the novel. It's The Perks of Being a Wallflower. It's about 200 pages, I think. Um, about six hours on a, uh audio version of it. Um, but yeah, read or listen to The Perks of Being a Wallflower. And next week... I'm going to successfully talk Dan and Jeff into it. Are you? You will try. I think I'm going to try. So in the meantime, Dan, where can people find us on the internet? Uh, you could find Talk Me Into on Twitter at Talk Me Into. We're on Facebook under the name Talk Me Into. Our website is www.talkmeinto.com. And you could always email us if you feel so inclined at talkmeinto at gmail.com. How about you personally? Where can people find you? Oh, you could find me on Twitter, tweeting the tweets at... Wow, I just forgot my own Twitter handle. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say at Talk Me Into. <laughs> Twitter.com uh, under the name Danny underscore Breakdown. Twitter.com. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I've it's heard of cool. it. Jeff, where can people find you online? They can find me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F. Two seven, just try. I think it was five. <laughs> yeah, there were five Fs there. Do right? your best. Um, and uh, you could also find us on Patreon.com/slash Talk Me Into. Good point. Yeah, it's a great point, which is why I bring it up. Jimmy, where can they find you on Twitter.com? <laughs> they can find me at Twitter.com at Son of a Fitch S O N and A V A F I T C H, and also Instagram Son of a Fitch as well, uh, where I'll be posting pics, probably, hopefully. That's what you do on the gram. That's what I do. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you in the next? Books based on movies. What? Standing on no. My neck. For the rest of your days, it's our problem free. Philosophy Hakuna Matata Naya What? Slimy yet satisfying <laughs> Has anyone here seen the new one? No. no, not yet Maybe this weekend I have like a weird curiosity about it I do too I don't want to see it I'm supposed to be going with my niece What? Simba I still have to see Midsummer. Yeah, we want to see that but oh, so You like, guys are lame I saw it twice like Tuesday, I was like, oh, Lindsay, sorry, I wasn't invited. Lindsay, to either you want to go to the theater? And she's like, no, let's just nap all night. And then Wednesday, she's like, let's go to the movies. And I was like, but it's expensive. I did listen to a couple of the songs and they were pretty good. I listened to Kuna Matata and I listened to uh, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Ready? Oh, I just can't well, wait to happening. be king. Well,